and that's just a number. Whatever age you are, that's just a number. But anyway, uh, as Peter was prophesying, he said, this promise is to you and to your children and to your children's children and to all them who are afar off. I'm, I'm, I'm in the, the when, when God says all, I'm in. And so uh, we don't want, I don't want to be intimidated by that. And then there's some discussion as the church was instructed about how to handle, and I think this is what I really wanted to get to this morning for a minute. I just want to encourage you in this area. There, there's some instruction in Scripture about praying in the Spirit and whether or not that should happen in the public arena because the Bible says that when a man prays in tongues that he edifies himself. That's an important statement. He builds himself up. So when you're praying in the Spirit, you're building you up. And that's good. But the Bible also says that all the gifts were given for the edification of the church so that the church would be built up. Well, how many understand if you're part of the church, you need to be built up? And we as a church, listen, if, if, if you're having a bad day and, and you get built up, it strengthens the church because you're part of the church, right? So, so there's this issue of, of uh, the fact that when we pray in the Spirit that we are personally built up and personally edified. If I, if, I have the, the, if I have a moment's hint that I'm having a down day, you ever have one of those days? If I wake up in the morning and I, I don't feel right today, I'm praying in the Spirit right off. Because we don't walk in depression around our house. So we move against it immediately. Identify it and move against it. Well, we do that by praying in the Spirit because the Bible says you build yourself up on your most holy faith when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, why, why are you building yourself up? I don't know why I need to do this, but the Holy Spirit told me to do this this morning. Are you, are, follow me. Why are you building yourself up? Because the Scripture says that when you pray in the Spirit, that you're praying perfect prayers. You're praying the perfect will of God. You're praying the purposes of God. You're play, praying the desire of God. It's the only way in the world that you, as an individual, can perfectly, perfectly express the heart of the Father. You say, but... But the scripture does say that the mind is unfruitful and that when you pray in the spirit, your mind doesn't always get what's going on. Well, sometimes, well, they do say that Pentecostals are out of their mind, so that's all right. Just get out of our mind and into our spirit and pray the perfect will of the Father. You want to know what God wants to happen in your life and how he wants to direct your life and how he wants to lead you and guide you? Well, then pray in the spirit. And if you'll pray in the Spirit, you begin to pray the Father's will and the Father's desire over the direction and and the course of your life. If things aren't going the way that you need them to go and you can't quite figure out how to get them to go the right way, God can. So you just say, Lord, I I don't even know what to say. I've been in so many situations in my life where my, my outward response, I didn't even know what to say about it. My wife always knows what to say, but I don't always know what to say about certain situations. She knows how to respond appropriately, but every once in a while I just look at it, I'm just like, I don't even know what to say about that. But Lord, since I don't know what to say about it, you know what to say about it, and so I'm going to pray about that. I'm going to pray about that specific thing in the Spirit. Now, all this is in Scripture, and you can go dig it out and look it up for yourself, and you ought to. But anyway... The Apostle Paul made, the, uh, made two statements in Scripture that seemed to be 
conflicting. And, I, and these are the things that I want to address this morning in, this, in our moments together here because we're going to pray in just a minute. And then I might teach a little bit. I don't know. You might get carried away and we might not preach at all. The Apostle Paul said, the, the, the Apostle said uh, that not to um, pray in the Spirit endlessly in the public arena. It said that if there was a prophetic prayer in the Spirit, that there ought to be an interpretation. In other words, anytime you pray in the Spirit, there ought to be understanding in the public arena. You might not always get understanding in your prayer closet, but when we're all together, and if you're going to pray in the Spirit, you ought to plan to interpret what was prayed in the Spirit, because if nobody else does, the Scripture gives you the responsibility to do that. So you need, to, uh, you need to pray, if you're going to pray in the Spirit in the public arena, there needs, the Scripture teaches us in, in general, there needs to be understanding. So there ought to be an interpretation, the Bible calls it. So if there's a prayer in the Spirit, there's an interpretation. Now, that is related to prophetic prayer, because in another place the Apostle says, do not forbid to speak in tongues. So it would be inappropriate for us to pass a law or make a rule that in the public arena nobody could speak in tongues, right? That, that would be inappropriate because the scripture says uh, to forbid uh, no one to speak in tongues. And so there's this release to pray in the spirit, but it's understanding the purpose of the prayer that is being given at the time. Is it a prophetic prayer? If it's a prophetic prayer with a word to the body, then that prayer is to be interpreted. There's to be an interpretation is what the scripture says. And uh, then if, that pray- if the purpose of that prayer is to simply be built up or to gain understanding or to understand the mind or the flow of the Spirit in that moment, it might be appropriate to pray in the Spirit and not particularly get what we would call an interpretation because that prayer is not being prayed as a prophetic prayer to, to have a word associated with it. And there's times when we're praying up here, and this is one of the reasons that gives you understanding for me to talk this way, because you hear me pray in the Spirit all the time. When I'm preaching, every once in a while I stop and pray in the Spirit. You know what happens when I'm doing that? The Holy Spirit comes whispers in my ear, now do this. Those big old hairy-legged angels that Roger posted here many years ago, they're still here. And uh, every once in a while they bend down they talk in my ear. And when I pray in the Spirit, especially if I have a moment where I know that the Spirit is moving and I don't want to miss it. How many say, don't miss it, Pastor? You know, we don't want Pastor to miss it. Everybody else can miss it, but if Pastor misses it, boy, that's a lunchtime subject. (laughs) That Pastor, I think he really missed it. Well, I don't want to miss it. You know, I don't want to miss the move and the flow of the Spirit. And if God is, if God is moving, if I'm walking down this aisle and, and, and I sense that the Lord has a word for somebody, I don't want to miss that. If I'm preaching and God has something that he wants to say, that he has tuned your ear to hear, and it's time for that seed of the word to be dropped in the soil of your heart that has been prepared for that word, I need to nail it. Hit, hit the nail on the head, Right? or anyone else that's up here. And so every once in a while, we'll just pray in the Spirit for a little bit. At the end of worship, sometimes we, we linger and we pray in the Spirit. It's because we're waiting upon the Lord. Now, if the Lord speaks and gives understanding about the direction that we're to move, then we It may not be a prophetic declaration of interpretation. It's just understanding that we have of how to move forward. 
And so I, I just felt led of the Lord to allow you the moment to sit there and kind of allow some of this to rest in your spirit. And maybe that's a groundwork for, for some things that are going to happen in the week ahead, Stuart. Uh, maybe that's a groundwork for some, some way that the Lord is going to begin to deal with you as he matures you in your walk with him. I was reading this week in, I believe it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where the Bible's talking about spiritual gifts, and, and he, he speaks to pro, the prophetic in particular in that moment, and he says, if you're going to prophesy, do it according to the level of your faith. Do you know what he's saying? Function in your gift at the level of your faith. Don't wait until you're some superstar to start exercising your spiritual gifts. Don't, you know, good Lord, there's no superstars in the kingdom, but you understand what I mean. Don't wait until you, until you think you can walk perfectly. Well, the moment you think you can walk perfectly, we'll all be picking you up anyway. Because pride comes before a fall. But he said to function in your gift at the level of your faith. So if you are, if you are young in, in the Lord and you're new and the things that God is doing with you, you, you begin to listen and, and you begin to think, now, do I know how to hear from the Lord? If you'll ask yourself that question, he'll come on, he'll whisper something in your ear, and then someone else will say, you know what, I have a word, and they'll give that word that you're hearing in your ear. And you'll go, ooh, I, I am hearing from God. It is the Holy Spirit's job to, he gave gifts according to his will and according to his desire. So the scripture says, he, uh, Jesus, when he, when he went into to the earth and at, at his death and his resurrection, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. All men, everybody has gifts. Everybody has at least one and some folks have a whole bunch. And I've met a lot of people who, who are far more gifted in terms of spiritual things than I am. And, and, and I, just, I just watch their life and I think, oh my God, that's so cool to watch you unfold your purposes in them. So, but but when, he, when he went in, he, he gave gifts to men, the word says. And, and the, script, the scripture also tells us that the Holy Spirit just does that the way he wants to do it. He's fulfilling the will of the Father. He just does it the way he wants to do it. The scripture says you can desire spiritual gifts. And so you can go to the Father and say, I don't think I have that one, but I'd like to. Wouldn't that be cool? That's a great discussion to have. So you can go to the Lord and you can say, I desire spiritual gifts. I desire to have more gifts than I have. I desire to have greater measure. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. We're good at that. We're Americans. My God, we want more. Well, just transfer that over into wanting more of God. And so uh, you just move at the, at the level of your understanding very carefully and cautiously, not presumptuously. We don't run about just going wild with God said this and God said that. I will caution you that if you're going to say that God said something, you ought to be sure that he said it. That's a good challenge. If you're going to, to present to someone that you believe God said something, you ought to know that he said it. Well, the way you know that he said it is number one,
It's right here. This, the scripture says of the scripture, you have a more sure word of prophecy. This is your sure word. Anything that comes out somebody's mouth that, is, that they consider to be or present as prophetic up against this, this is your sure word. But when you speak in behalf of God, you better take serious the responsibility if he's giving that or placing that in you and giving you the responsibility to be a mouthpiece for God. You need to take seriously the responsibility. And if you stand up and say, thus saith the Lord, you better be right. So that's not to scare anybody. That's just to move you toward cultivating that gift and that calling into a place of maturity. So we function according to the... Is there a buzz that's bugging you, honey? All right, go right ahead. She's going to find that buzz. Lord, we bless her to find that buzz because it's bugging me too. So I just needed to share those things with you because everyone in this room has spiritual gifts. And all of those spiritual gifts are functioning at various levels and various uh, places of maturity. And so I don't want you to withdraw yourself from allowing the Lord to produce maturity in those gifts and to develop those things in your life. Those are there for your edification and for the edification of the body. We need you to function in what God's called you to function in. It edifies the body. It builds up the body of Christ. If you do what you're called to do in the, in the kingdom of God and in, and in relationship to spiritual gifts. But... I'm going to lay another challenge in front of this, and I, this is from the Lord. I don't care how gifted you are, unless you're willing to put as much effort into developing your character, stop. Because your gifts will get you in the door, but only your character will keep you there. People will receive people because of their gifts and their abilities, and then they find out that they are a scoundrel. And they invited a scoundrel in. So character keeps you. Gifts don't keep you. Character does. And so we need to develop godly character. I just need to share that with you. And, and I just felt that from the Lord. And maybe that's the word for the day. Uh, because as, as we progress through the week. And as we move through... Uh, uh, through the development of, of spiritual gifts within our life, as we move through the development of the, and the release of the Holy Spirit within us, we want to come to places of maturity in these things. And so I, I, I believe that the Lord is speaking. So this is what I want us to do. I want us to pray. Right where you are, just seated right where you are. And I want you to pray with the understanding that when you pray in the Spirit, it builds you up. It strengthens you. But that when you're built up and when you're strengthened, the entire body of Christ is strengthened because you become a stronger participant in the things of the Lord. And then I want you to, those of you that are sitting here and you're listening to me, there's some here that are, that are, that are going to be taught about baptism in the Holy Spirit this week and you're maybe struggling with some of those concepts and, and some of those uh, realities. I want you to say to the Lord uh, this. I want you to say, Lord, I want all of you. I don't want just part of you. And I, I don't want to overemphasize this, that, that it's, more, it's not more important than knowing the word. It's not more important than, than other 
spiritual uh, precepts, but it's equally as important. And we need to realize Jesus said, I'm going to go to the Father, and I'm going to be seated there at the right hand of the Father. I'm going to send a comforter, and he's going to come. He'll be in you, and he'll be with you. And he'll teach you about everything that I've said. So he's your teacher, he's your comforter, he's your strength. And, and uh, so I uh, believe that the Holy Spirit is cultivating within the hearts of some individuals that are in this room where there has been a, just a natural fleshly resistance to what God wants to do, that you're going to just let your resistance down. You're going to say to the Lord, I don't, wanna, I don't want to deny any part of who you are. I want all of you. I want it in correct balance. I want it in correct understanding. I want all of you. So let's pray for just a minute. And then those of you that are spirit-filled, I want you to pray in the spirit. Those of you that would like to be, you can just go right on ahead and pray in the spirit because the Holy Spirit will give you utterance while we're praying. And then you, what you hear in your head, you let out your mouth. All right? Let's just do that for a minute. Father, move in us today. Deepen in us today. Oh, Lord. Would you bring a deepening to our walk with you? You, Lord Jesus. Father, there are some people here who are struggling in their walk with you, Lord, who are struggling, Lord Jesus. Would you bring a deepening to their walk right now? Father, would you let them deepen their walk with you and their relationship with you? Oh, Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, now I have understanding as we prayed about the emphasis that the Lord wants to make, and this is, this is what he wants to do today. There's some individuals here, and when the prayer teams come in a few minutes, I'm going to want you to come and I'm going to want you to talk to them. There's some individuals here who in your walk with God, there has been an, a, a, a lack of assurance. Did you know that God designed you to be sure-footed? And there's been in your relationship with him a, a wonder about the validity of your relationship with him. Is it growing? Is it deepening? Is it, some of you have said, is it impor- as important to God as pastor says it is? Is it, as imp- is it really important to you? God, little old me on this earth, is that as important to you as as folks in that church say that it is, and the Lord wants to move you from a place in your walk with him where you are unsure and where you are unsettled and where you sometimes are easily shaken. And he wants to move you over to where your feet are on a firm foundation in your walk with him and you have great assurance. Maybe this is why we've been dealing with issues of faith, because, because God wants you to walk in great assurance. Now, I think you ought to say great assurance. And so there's some folks here today that you need to walk in a new assurance in your walk with God. And you get that in two places. You get that first, you get that out of the Word. If Jesus saves you, don't let anybody take that away from you. If the word tell, where the word tells you that God loves you, don't let anybody steal that from you. Don't let the devil come and tell you you're not important to God. You just light his fire. 
I'm telling you, from, from the heart of a father, when my kids walk through my door, I am jazzed. And I know that God feels that way about you when you come into his presence. He's so excited. I've had him say to me, where have you been? Grieved my heart when I heard the Lord say, I haven't heard from you in a long time. That was years ago. He hears from me every day now, whether he wants to or not. So he wants to put an assurance in your walk. Coming to that understanding in, the, in, the, in relationship to the Holy Spirit will put an assurance in your walk. I am absolutely sure. Because, you know what? The Bible says, Spirit bears witness with Spirit that you are the sons of God, the daughters of God. I'm a son of God, and nobody can tell me different. You know why? Because me and the Holy Spirit, my spirit and the Holy Spirit are best friends. We have talks every day. Sometimes I talk, sometimes he does, because we're friends. So the Lord wants to bring a new assurance to your walk so that when trouble comes, listen to me, some of y'all are facing some real serious trouble. When trouble comes, it doesn't knock you down. Because regardless of how God deals with your trouble, you've got to decide whether or not you're going to walk with God. I'm going to walk with God whether things are going great or not. That's not going to change the fact that I trust him. If he doesn't answer my prayer in the way that I think he should, and things go completely askew, I'm still going to walk with God. I'm going to be walking with God when I'm old and ugly. Just like I did when I was young and ugly. We're going to walk with God. The Holy Spirit will help you. I need to say, I need to say this. The Holy Spirit will help you not to pray manipulative prayers. The scripture says when you pray that you don't always know how you should pray. You think you know how you should pray and you certainly know how you want things to come out. But when you pray according to how you want things to come out after you've submitted your life to God, if he wants things to come out differently, you're praying manipulative prayers. Ever thought of that? I've prayed a lot of manipulative prayers in my day before I learned how to pray in the Spirit and wait for the Lord to tell me how I should pray. Because I don't always know how I should pray. I pray for y'all all the time. And how, how, you, well, you know that I don't know every detail of your life. So how in the world am I going to know how to pray for you? But the Father knows how to pray for you. And he knows how to pray perfectly for you. I'll be praying, Lord, give him a spanking when he wants to give you a hug. <laughs> and there's times when I prayed, Lord, give him a hug when he wanted to just whack you good. Get your attention. Because we need to be able to go to the Father and we need to be able to say, Lord... Here's the situation. Now, your word says this. 
And in my heart, I feel this. And somewhere between what your word says and what my flesh and my heart, my mind, my will, and my emotions, somewhere between what your word says and what my soul says, there's an understanding of what really needs to be. That's how we pray. And sometimes when I go to the Lord about situations, I don't say one word in English until I feel like I'm getting the mind of the Lord. And when I begin to get understanding about what, oh man, when I know I've heard from God, and when I know what God wants, I know how to pray tough then. Those are wonderful prayers. Because you can light it up. The old folks, the old, the old timers called that praying through. You know what? They prayed through. What they prayed through was their, their mind, their will, and their emotions, and their own understanding, and their own desires. That's what they were praying through. They were getting past their own desires so that they could get into the heart of the Father, so that they could pray the way God wants things to turn out. If you are raising children or helping raise grandchildren, you need to be able to pray that way. If you're selecting teachers for your children or helping navigate their education, you better know how to pray that way. You better know how to get the mind of the Lord. Did you know you only have a certain window of time in the beginning of the year to decide whether or not your student ought to be in that class? You better know how to hear from the Lord. Or else you're stuck in a situation all year long that you can't change and undo. This is, see, God gave you the responsibility to raise those kids. And he wants to speak to you about it. So you've got to know how to pray and get the mind of the Lord. The wonderful thing is, the truths of God are not hidden in God to be hidden from you. They're hidden in God to be hidden for you. God is not hiding anything. God is not hiding anything from you. It's hidden in him because the devil doesn't know how to get in there and get it from him, but you do. You know how to get into a relationship with God and into a prayer uh, time with God and into moving into... you, You learn to pray in the Spirit, and then you can get the hidden things of God revealed to you. And the devil will be standing outside your house scratching his head saying, How in the world did they figure that out? That's the truth. That's the truth of the power of praying in the Spirit and the truth of the power of of being moved by the Spirit and led by the Spirit and following the Spirit of God. I just love when the Holy Spirit says things to me that I never thought of. Makes no sense in the world. And you're like, oh, that's what you were trying to do. He's faithful. There's some folks here that you wonder if the Lord cares about the little things that matter to you. And the way that you find out is when you go and you begin to pray and you begin to be spirit-led in your prayers and you begin to spend time with the Lord, He will begin to talk to you about your stuff. The little things that matter to you. He'll begin to express His heart about those things. And then you have this great reality, He cares about me. He perfects those things that concern me. He cares about the little things in my life. He cares about my favorite candy bar. He cares about, he cares about my, my favorite color. And he cares about the environment of my home. And he cares about the way my children grow up. And he cares about all the little things that matter to me. He cares. 
But we don't, we don't recognize that and, and conclude that when we live at a distance from him. So this is why we talk about just pressing in to know him and coming close to him. And that, this is what the Lord wanted to say to you today. He just wanted to mess up my message and, and talk to you about what the Holy Spirit wanted to say. I'm so glad we listened. Aren't you glad we listened to the Lord today? Uh, the, the Lord wants to, to move in you and, and to deepen your relationship with him. And he doesn't want you to get up in, on Monday morning after what you've heard today and wonder if he wants to talk with you. He doesn't want you to get up tomorrow or Tuesday morning, after, usually after you've had 24 or 48 hours of life, then you get up and you, oh, I, you remember that feeling we had on Sunday? I wish I could have it again. But we don't walk by what we feel. We walk by what he says. He says he wants to be close to you. He says he wants to, to speak uh, intimate words about your life to you. He, said he, wants, he says he wants to deal with you face to face. Uh, as a man speaks to his friend, he wants to talk to you about the details of your life. He wants to talk to you about those things that concern you. Have co whole conversations with you where you get out your tablet and your pen and you write down what you think he said and then you go to your Bible and you look in your Bible to make sure that what you think he said made sense according to the word of God and you have that aha moment where he really said what you thought he said. He wants to talk to you about your, your relationships with your husband or your wife or your mom or your dad or your children. Those places where the enemy's tried to bring in brokenness and, and distance and, and, and where the enemy has tried to have some sense of access to your life. The Lord wants to talk to you about how to, to build that hedge and, and close that door of access. Sometimes that's just a really simple step. Sometimes it's more a process. But sometimes it's just simple things being submitted to the Lord. So would you receive the understanding today that the, the Lord wants to speak with you and talk to you about your life? And would you be, if, if you're that person who has wondered, then you need to stop telling yourself, God doesn't want to hear from me. He wouldn't, ha he wouldn't have any concern about what, what I have to say. Stop talking yourself out of a relationship with God. Would you stand together? The prayer teams are coming, and this is what we're going to do. All those scriptures that I referred to today, I know I didn't give you scripture reference. It's so you'll be disciplined and, and go dig them out. Prayer teams are here, and if, if, if you're here today and you've said, Lord, I, I, or you've tried to tell yourself or you've convinced yourself that the Lord doesn't want to sit with you, speak with you, spend time with you, have a relationship with you, I want you to go to the prayer teams. I want you to be honest with them. You know what you're going to find? Especially, I, I know these people that are up here. They're great friends. You're going to find an embrace. You're going to find a warm reception. You're not going to find anyone judgmental or anyone that says, well, you should know better. Nobody's going to say that. 
We should know better that God wants to receive it, but nobody's going to say that to you. They're going to say, let's pray together. They're going to share some scripture, perhaps, with you that would be appropriate to the situation that you're in. And they're going to desire with all of their heart to help you understand that he welcomes you into his presence and that he wants you to know what it's like to be in the throne room at home. Doesn't that sound novel? We're seated together with him in heavenly places. You ought to be able to have a throne room experience in your living room. And these folks are here. If you are one of those who've been a little bit intimidated by the idea of praying in the Spirit, I just want you, I want you to say, be able to say that. God knows. Lord, I'm intimidated by, by what the gifts may, may bring into my life or by what responding and walking in those gifts may look like. I feel intimidated by that. You tell either one of these folks up here that, and you know what they're going to say? Oh, good, let's talk about that. No rejection. Because there's none in the heart of the Father. Jesus paid too high of a price for God to reject you now. Father, I speak over these people that are in this room. Today was a day that you carved out this moment and you said, this is your day. Where things can change, where you can walk in close in relationship to God, where you can have intimate experiences and exchanges and conversations with your heavenly Father that you've never had with an earthly father, that you've never had with an earthly mother, that you've never had even with an earthly friend or, or relative or companion or spouse, that you can have those relation, that relationship with the Father today where you stand face to face and you speak to him as a man speaks with his friend. Lord, I know you want to work that out in this house, in the lives of these people. So, Lord, as you do that today, oh, Lord, as you do that today, would you draw us close? Help us to respond appropriately and not forget what you've shared with us today. Amen?